0: Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Fraser Wilson, and today I'm joined by Mail Sport's Scott McDermott and Press Association Sports Andy Newport. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. pleased to see you. We're going to look at all the latest going on at Ibrox and on the pod today. We discuss the latest transfer movers and shakers, with Shea Ojo on the way, an apparent clue that Ryan Kent could be too. Uh, the number ten conundrum and why it all seems to have gone a wee bit quiet in the hunt for a defence-splitting number ten. And well, like guys, let's just get right in a bit. It, why don't we? She Ojo is apparently on his way. Uh, will be in Glasgow in time to join up for pre-season training next Monday. We believe um, it'll be. Sign in number four or five, depending on how we look at it. it will be foin- uh, following in the footsteps of Jordan Jones, Jake Hasty, Steve Davis, potentially Greg Stewart. Is this an exciting list of signings? and Andy, let's start with you. Is this an exciting list of signings for Rangers fans, or is it just squad inflating?
1: Uh, I think there's an element of both. Um, I think, like, sort of if you look at uh, Jordan Jones, what he did uh, for Norland at the weekend, and he looks an exciting addition. Jake Hasty looks like a type of guy that will probably need a wee bit of time to bed in. Greg Stewart, if you can get the commandant Greg Stewart, not the Aberdeen Greg Stewart, then he is somebody I, I do think could make an impact. Uh, and then from the little bits I've seen of Ojo, he looks like a guy who can go past players and, and create things. So, But I do think they'll need a wee bit more in terms of quality. Um, guys with perhaps experience, I mean, you've seen the the trouble bringing the likes of guys up from these English lower league clubs, uh, lower, sorry, reserve teams uh, that perhaps haven't played too much football at uh, senior level, especially dealing with the type of pressure that you're going to get playing at Ibrooks, then that can be hit and miss. Ryan Kent was a big uh, plus point for Rangers last season, but then you, like, you look at the likes of um, through the last few years. I mean, um, uh, Jaria last year was. Flatter to deceive, you got other guys like uh, Nathan Adua and uh, Zalelum from yeah. a few years back as well. So, you know, th- there's a risk there. So, I wonder if uh, if Rangers are going to make any more um, additions, if they'll, they'll perhaps look to bring in somebody a bit more experienced, like they did in January when they got in Defoe and, and Davis.
0: Somebody that could go straight into the starting 11, you would maybe suggest? Somebody
1: that you can, you can rely upon. I mean, as much as it took. Especially Davis, a wee bit of time to get up and, and run fitness-wise, but once he was fit, you, you know, for definite you're getting quality from him. I think that's perhaps somebody the type of thing that Gerard might need to to do, especially with what's at stake next season. You would
2: think, you'd think the guys. The quality that Andy's talking about, you no know, guys that are going to get straight in and be big signs, those are the ones you would think are going to take a bit of time, aren't they? Over the transfer window, there's going to be other clubs interested. You no, know, they're going to be the negotiations are going to be more more difficult. So um, the things that you
1: need to sh- wait and see how it shakes out. Exactly. Way. There's a chain, and yeah. the shake
2: out that way. The that guy, way. the guys who've who've secured already, you no, know, like Jake Hasty, Jordan Jones. Um, Greg Stewart once that gets over the line. now these are all relatively simple deals to get done in the grand scheme of things. Um, similar to Ojo, probably. Um, obviously, the, re- the relationship said with Liverpool, it's one Steven Gerrard's clearly had in mind for a while. Uh, everything I'm hearing is that he will, uh, he will come in loan. Um, so again, these are relatively easy deals to get done. Uh, I've said on here before, I think a lot of these guys are being brought in to replace <clears throat> guys who are in the squad, fringe players who are in the squad, who just haven't contributed enough. You no, know, like your Jordan Rossers, obviously Lee Wallace is going to go, uh, boys like Jason Holt and that might go. So uh, is this a possibility well. for the
0: squad-wise
2: then? I, I, th- I think it will be, eh? I th- I th- I've said before, I think Gerard has looked... At the kind of layer underneath his first team and decided that that's not quite strong enough. He wants guys that he know he knows he can rely on. Too many times he was looking at what was underneath. He was giving guys a chance, but they just weren't weren't contributing. Uh, Grest is another one. Obviously, it falls into that category. So at least way guys, I mean, you've seen the impact Jordan Jones had for Northern Ireland. I'm not saying he's a outstanding player who's going to play every week for Rangers no he might but that's unclear at the moment but what he does give you is an almost guarantee that he can perform in Scottish football because he's been doing it for the last the last couple of years at, at Kilmarnock and clearly he can have a when he's on his game he can have an impact
1: if you look to the start of the season it- a lot of fingers get pointed at Gerard because he changed the team sort of week to week, but that was because of the, the onus that was on them from playing, you know, Europe as well and then combining the league stuff. But after Christmas, he pretty much stuck to the tried and tested formula the whole way through the second half yep. of the season until the Morello situation uh, that in the, in the changed it a wee bit. But generally speaking, it was the same sort of guys he would go back to the well with, but I think that was mostly because he didn't trust a lot of the guys that, yep. that he had. And I think if he if he had it his way, he would have, been, he would have wanted to freshen up at times uh, in the second half of the season, but just just didn't feel like he could do it. I mean, your are Kula Gresda's yeah. guys that were, you know, brought in to make an impact and just really didn't come to the party, to borrow a Gerard phrase, and uh, I think that's what Scott says, you know, be looking for guys that, you know, you know, as you say, might not play every single week, but uh, if they need to come on for a half an hour or start the odd game, we'll certainly, you know, perform better than the other guys did last season?
0: I will. He's had that year now to separate the wheat for the chaff, if you want to put it that way, I suppose. So maybe he's had that bed and in period to, to, to find out who he can trust, as you put it. She Ojo, let's focus on him. Uh, he will need this guy to produce, unlike perhaps Ageria, uh a year ago. For, speaking to a couple of colleagues down at Liverpool Echo, he appears to be similar in the uh, Ryan Kent mould. A wide man, that likes to cut inside, a lot stockier, a lot stronger apparently. Um, but Scott, you you think he might also
2: be able to fill that number ten role? I, th- I
0: think he'll that be number ten. You love that, uh, do you love that? Scene? Well, I know they don't even play <laughs> with
2: that number ten, but uh, we keep talking about it. No, I, I think Ojo is seen as a guy who can play can anywhere across that front three, no, whether it be right, left, or, or off the off the front. A bit like Kent in that regard. Kent has been tried a couple of times in that number 10 for wanting a better better phrase and it has not quite suited him, I think we now uh, not appreciate Kent as better starting for a wide position, granted with we a wee bit of license to go and uh, to go and play and you know, give him a wee bit of freedom, that's normally when you get the best out of him, um, but I think Ojo will be seen as somebody who can operate right or left or if you wanted to play him off a striker. Um, I know he's no. I don't think he will be a similar player to Ajaria, but in terms of the actual signing, it's very similar to that. In terms of you no, know, you won't quite know what you're getting until until he gets here because you don't know how he's going to adapt to Scottish football. Uh, you no, know, Ajaria had already been in loan to Sunderland uh, and elsewhere, and you no, know, you thought he would he would take to, to Scottish football, but didn't it didn't it did work for him? Uh, he didn't quite perform, he had a few flashes. But ultimately, no, Stephen Gerrard pretty much called out his called it. his attitude towards the towards the end. I don't really think he fancied he fancied getting kicked too much in the, the Scottish Premiership. Aye. And I think we ojo obviously we don't know what the boys' character's like, but in terms of that kind of gamble, no, that kinda lone gamble, it's the same with all these all these guys coming for Uh, Premier League academies as Andy Touchstone you don't know what you're going to get so it'll be interesting to see uh, to see how he adapts to Scottish football and and the team One thing guys Echo was saying is that they were actually keen to stress he's more outgoing than
0: a Jarry you know a Jarry had shyness he liked to to, hide in the background sit in the background I think um, Ojo Ojo it's far more vocal was far more social media. Even it nah, likes to be the, the nah, that of that, has
2: to, that has to be a positive. Ah,
0: and not, and not the shy, retiring the type. I think, I I think
1: that will be the thing that they will have had to spend a lot more time doing their homework on. I mean, and last, yeah, last season when when Gerald came in, you know, as much as he was appointed, when was it? Sort of early April, but you kind of get the feeling things were just thrown a bit together in terms of having to make decisions on the squad and. You know they were making decisions early into who they were getting rid of and who they were keeping and who they were bringing in whereas this year you feel that you would imagine that we, with Mark Allen they've spent a bit of time piecing together who they need, the areas they need to strengthen and having learned from the experience of bringing the Jari in and seeing that it didn't really fit into the dynamic of the group that that's something that they need to address as well making sure yeah. it's the right fit not just in a playing style but a character style to get the guys in and make sure that they're not going to come in and struggle to adapt either to living in glasgow or to the, the characters in the dressing room that they're going to be able to come in and, and fit in smoothly and right mean, for day one of pre-season you, you, as well next uh, i mean you can see Monday. it for a jarry for
0: day one i mean, I remember Aye.
1: sitting I if you were at the game up at uh, the opening day of the season scott where you saw and it was every game after that you would see the team walk out if you were on the ground early enough they would go out and they would inspect the, uh, the pitch they would have a look around the pitch all the, the, the rest of the squad would all be together pretty much one big group and you would just see a Jarrier just sort of floating off ah, like, yeah. and himself phones, the in his cell with
0: headphones in aye, hands and, pocket, it,
1: and it didn't really seem to be a guy who was overly keen to be part of the, the wider group and burn with the boys and all that and <laughs> you know feeding off that team spirit and I just wonder I'd suspect that that's been a, a big thing that Gerard would have learnt for his first year in, in management that it's not just about how do you fit a guy into a your team, it's how do you fit them into a dressing room and bleed and, and them that
2: also, also in that way? But also, in a playing sense, I remember being at Dens Park for the game Rangers drew against 10 men at Dens Park and no, it was a, no, two really important points that they dropped and they brought a jar onto the bench, I'm sure, and that was a game where no, Gerard must have been looking at the bench thinking, right, I need somebody to go on and make an impact. Dundee, you no, know, sitting 10 men or nine men behind the, behind the ball. The Rangers needed somebody to go on and, and change the game, make an impact. And the went on and just done nothing. I mean, they, and they get kicked a couple of times, get filled a couple of times early on, and just didn't fancy it. And that's the thing, what like Andy's touched on. Gerard now knows a year into it the kind of characters that he needs he, he knows the type of players he's going to need to go to Denz Park on a Sunday lunchtime and, and somehow you know, battle out a, a 2-1-1 or a 1-0-1 or something well, of course Glad you in <laughs> there, You well, Douglas, but right, Whatever Any of these grounds Listen, any of these grounds You know, as I say It sounds cliched, but He's now been to all these stadiums He's seen all these teams He knows now the, the characters And the the players that he's going to require To get you know, to get victories in these games Ejaria Just didn't fit into that and as I say, it'll be interesting to see how different Ojo is because it'll be a similar type of you know, loan signing from Liverpool. Creative, attack-minded player. It's going to be similar to see how he see how he does.
1: In many ways, the Jarry Jar- Jar- signing could be, you know, as much as it didn't really work out last year. It, it could be beneficial to Gerrard just in the me
2: to, say, to what, that I can't just start
1: plucking guys out of academies and bring them up here yep. it needs to be more than right, just right. talent it needs yeah. to be you know this, the whole package that yeah sense. totally
0: well let's go to, it's Ryan Kent chapter 4 of the summer <laughs> uh, but the suggestions has maybe moved forward a touch this week um, I think coming from the, the the news that it looks like Jake Haystey and Glenn Middleton could possibly go out and loan next season Uh Hasty, I am quite surprised that. I'm sure, sure Gerard would like to have a wee look at him first. Um, I think you've mentioned before, Scott, is this flying machine really good? Add a new dimension to Rangers next season.
2: I'd be surprised if both of them went out and loan uh, I mean, I'm not ruling it out totally because there is, you no, know, he is going to have a lot of wide players. Um, but I think you're right. I'd be surprised if both young wingers went out and loaned. I thought he'd wanted to keep one of them. No, probably hasty. the Most likely, because you say a new signing. You no, know, might just have that impact. Brings up a bit different. So we definitely want to have a look at him. Certainly early doors before he makes a before he makes a decision. Um, in terms of Kent, you know, I've always said, or I've been saying for weeks now, I've always felt that Rangers were in poor position to get Ryan Kent again on loan. Uh, I've not changed that uh, view. The things I've heard this week uh, would suggest that it is getting closer um, to getting a deal struck. I believe. What have you heard, Scott? Well, I just know. Tell us more. I well, way. I just know Kent himself. No, isn't he really interested in going anywhere else at the moment? Uh, is is what I'm hearing. His first choice is Rangers. Uh, it's as if Rangers can I have first option. that it's going to be a challenge financially. To get the deal done because Rangers are going to need to pay more than they did last year for obvious reasons. But I think Rangers are willing to push the push the boat out for them, um, and Gerard's you not know, doing a lot of, a lot of convincing. I think to get him up. So everything, you no, know, for Rangers fans, the the positive news is that you no know, everything seems to be pointing towards Kent coming back uh, on loan. And they would listen. It might take a bit of time because. No, Klopp, Jürgen Klopp, might need them to go in Liverpool's pre-season. No, they live games overseas uh, when international players are coming back late. And all that. So it might take about a bit of time to get it done. But certainly, it looks as if Rangers are confident uh, and it looks pretty positive that, that he'll be back here on loan he next, he'd be next season. he the marquee signing as well, wouldn't he, Andy? He's, yeah, he's I mean, the one
0: every Rangers play, eh, supporter <laughs> wants to see back.
1: I mean, you just saw from the early days... When he was here last year, um, to the to the end of the season, the improvement he made and I think you'd be pretty excited about seeing what he could do next year with another year's worth of football, playing regularly, playing in a place that he's comfortable under a manager that trusts him, that he trusts the manager, that just how far he could go. I mean, as much as he was he was very good at times last season, there were also times where he could get himself tied knots so wee bit at
2: times, you know... Yeah, he's, he's not a finished article no. yet, is he? I mean, no, yeah, Rangers fans are right to get excited about him, but, no, there's still areas uh, in his game to improve on. Um, I don't think Rangers would have a chance of getting him back if there weren't those areas. No. In terms, terms, of terms of, in terms of, no, numbers, he has got to improve goals and goals and assists. That's the, that's the bottom line for wingers and, and attacking players. However, no, he gets punters off their seats. The Rangers fans love him. They're excited by him. He did show you no know, terrific flashes of what he's what he's capable of, and crucially, he, he you no know, he brought it to big games towards the end of the season. I, uh, I all he, be, the two Old Firm games um, being a standouts, obviously.
1: I, I think if Rangers do get him back, it's probably important in a sense that if they just sort of simplify his game, just tell him, just go to the full-back. because when he does that, yeah he's hard to stop, it's when he tries to come inside a lot of times and, and take on too many players and comes into the sort of busy area of the pitch that, that he gets himself tied in knots a wee bit, but if you just say, as he did against McAllister, Oostig at in that yeah. game in December, just go to the full-back, then that's when you see him at his best, but I think, I mean, you're talking about the hasty sort of situation, where will, will he come in, will he get a chance, will he get on loan? I think from everything that I've heard and from everything that Steve Gerrard said, that he, he'll look to give the guys certainly a, a chance to show what they can do a week or two in pre-season if he likes what he sees he might get a wee bit longer if it's something that's concerning them, they might look to get you out on loan I think that might be the case with Wigley Kent Kent may have to go and do the same and, and I don't to be honest I don't see him staying at Liverpool next year he's made it clear that he doesn't he's obviously not going to he's going to find it very difficult to break in that team it's whether or not they think he's ready to be sold now whether he's reached the, the peaky's potential when they should cash in them now or whether they think another year at Ibrooks might be the best option for them then they can they can look to making an, an even bigger profit know. twelve months down the line. Yeah. I
2: think but you just, just what you're saying about Gerard there is right. I think he's the type of guy you who know, likes to give guys a chance in pre season, you no, know, to go and prove themselves. Even guys if you think back to last summer like Andy Halliday's situation. I mean Gerald had pretty much made his mind up about Halliday without Seen him because mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that he'd mm-hmm. heard, people, people, people things. had told him you no. Know, everything that he'd read, you no. Know, Andy Halliday was finished at Rangers, but Gerard gave him a chance to go to Spain in pre-season for you no know, a week to ten days. Halliday's obviously you no know, put a real shift in and impressed him with his attitude as well as his ability, and it got him you no, know, it got him another another season at Rangers, mm-hmm. and, he, and he'll still be there. He'll still be there next season. So I think there's a few guys. Will fall into that category. Jake Hastie and Glenn Middleton will obviously be two of the younger ones. You think the guys like Greg Docherty coming back. Feel alone. He'll be given that chance uh, when they go to Portugal next week as well. Um, Barisic is probably another one, despite being a you know, a, a seasoned international now. No, the pre-season's going to be crucial for him and, and like convincing, and convincing God. Gerard that he's that he's ready to be that left back for the We're for the entire going to season. Come
0: on to that in a minute with you, Andy. But uh, just for that, I was keen, Scott, to to bring up the old number ten conundrum, as I put it. Yeah, yeah I know you. But you're always keen to stay don't play with number ten, but it's that guy who's going to unlock the defence. The one kind of the final piece of the jigsaw Gerard's been looking for for a, a year now and doesn't seem to have found. You think oh, Joe might be the guy? Um, I was a bit concerned there's, there doesn't seem to be been anyone on this list of targets so no, far. I'm, I'm no, I'm not sure
2: month. Ojo will be the guy, but he, he, I think he'll be able to fill in in that attacking midfield. Do you no, think Gerrard's w- still looking for record? one then? Oh, without a doubt. it has to be. I mean, it has to be. <clears throat> He's got a strong midfield. No, the way the midfield lined up towards the end of the season, um, no, with Davis and, and Kamara coming into it, Then no, they looked really good. We know that. We looked at no, you look at all the results. Played really well. So the midfield's strong, but he's still no got someone who no, we spoke about it all last season. Uh, just a guy that can unlock defenses, particularly at home, when teams are sitting in and defending. Um and he has to be on the lookout for somebody like that. No. And well maybe is the guy. Maybe Ojo was the guy as a guy that's been on that kind of list and he's been able to get him in and maybe Gerard will just will park it and think right I've sorted that because uh, I say we don't know how good Ojo is or how he's going to settle in but I'd be surprised if he wasn't still looking in that in that department uh, and it doesn't mean to be a youngster if he done south and it could be an experienced guy but no we say that it was like when Cranshaw came in at Rangers no injuries curtailed him but that type a player, going further back, you look at Maravchuk when he came in at Celtic, I know that's an extreme example, and it was a while back, but just somebody who's going to come in, doesn't need to start all the time, can have that impact off the bench, or when you look at the bench and you need somebody to come on and make an impact, if a game's tight, uh, as I say, just to provide a killer pass or something. I think,
1: uh, I think it's important that they do try and bring somebody in, because that yep. was probably one of the the, the faults that you could sort of level at Rangers last year, when things weren't going their way. they'd struggle to change it up and yeah, have a plan I, B and aye. so they you know I think any manager will want to have options somebody can come on and, and play a different way and you know alter the, the shape of a game shape of their team and catch, a, catch their opponents out so if they can get somebody else in who's got a different sort of set of strengths to what they've already got then I think that'll be definitely something that they'll be looking to achieve over the next few weeks
0: Aye Now right Andy not a single Rangers player in the Scotland squad that is currently preparing to take on Belgium. Good luck with that. But um, we covered that a couple of weeks ago and the, the problem's there. However, there's plenty of positives to be had for Rangers this this week in the international front. Barisic you mentioned. No, he showed everything that's good in his game against Wales the other night up against Gareth Bale and a number of other players. Um... Talk about Barisic you've had Steve Davis and Jordan Jones making an impact for Northern Ireland Glenn Kamara was outstanding for Finland uh, and then Scott Airfield with two goals last night for Canada against Trinidad going back to Barisic though it's one we've spoken about Scott if your, your thoughts on it should the Rangers try and cash in them now has he had his chance at Ibrox under Gerard, or do you think there's a player there that Gerard can still coax out to be the, to fill this problem left back role?
1: I think you've seen enough raw ingredients from him in the time he's been at the club to think there's something there that can be worked on. But again, it comes down to character. Um, and if and there's been times when he's he's looked up for it. You know, these early days, you know, he looked really good. I remember the the, the game in Villarreal where he was excellent. You know, a couple of early performances at Ibrox, he was really good. And yeah, he's probably had a wee bit of. Stop start with injuries and you know, I know Gerard wasn't always happy with how he was, um, how often he was he was out and, and not able to play because of injuries. But and then confidence as well just came until I mean you look at the, he came back in the team at command last day of the season and he just looked short of confidence and you know paid the price with the penalty at the end. And I think there's enough quality there. And we, you saw enough of him in, when he was. At, Ossie Jack and the amount of trouble he gave Rangers in those early qualifiers, and you know the wee sporadic highlights when he's, when he's made the move across. That there's something to work with, but I think you need to say to him, "Listen, you've got a big six months here. Um, you've maybe got to January. Shows you can you can play at this level for a club of this stature. The pressure, especially this season, there's you know there's going to be no sort of space for guys that are sort of faint of heart over the next." 12 months if they want to stop uh, Celtic doing nine in a row. So you've got six months to prove to us that you can play a part or we'll just need to shake hands and see you later.
0: Yeah, you see him as perhaps starting the season in that left-back role then. I or at the pre-season? Like the pre-se-
1: I think pre-season as well, a lot of guys pre-season is going to be crucial. If he can go in right attitude, confident um, and with a wee bit about him uh, and, and get back to the sort of levels that he showed 12 months ago then there's every chance he could be Rangers starting left-back, and that would you know, that would be a b- real boost to Gerrard. If you can have somebody sort of matching what Tavernier does down the right on the left-hand side, then that makes Rangers a real difficult prospect, because, I mean, you've got that, whenever you get either Candace or or Arfield play down the right, you get that's such a, a good link-up with, with Tavernier that it really causes opposition teams trouble, but you know, a lot of time now you just know he stopped Kent down the left hand side then you're not really getting any other sort of trouble coming mm-hmm. down at you that side so he
2: has, hasn't even commanding enough Barris it's into, you know, you're I think you're right his confidence does look short and when you think of Tavernier you know, if you're a winger in Scottish football you no, know, you're worried about you not know, being in Tavernier's side now because you're constantly having to go back away you know, he's a physical specimen as well so he's difficult to get past with pace or power but you're spending most of your day going back away because Tavernier's bombing up bombing up and down. If you're a winger going up against Barisic no, as Kelly proved in the last day of the season, you're relishing going up against him because you're looking at him it's thinking
1: a guy has size as well, you're thinking just stick balls on top of him because he's not even looking like he's he's commanding physically what I'm either. Saying. Yeah. That's
2: what I'm saying, he's no he's got to make wingers no be scared to go up to get up against him next season I don't know how he gets that back you know, whether it's through yeah, the manager
1: get a headband on him aye ah, yeah, <laughs> C- uh,
2: so he's got a job on his hands to get back to that kind of no that kind of level um, but as we've said before I think he will get a chance he'll get a chance to prove himself in pre-season uh, I'd imagine he'll start is the kind of left back in the friendly games? Gerard will say, go and, "Go and prove to me that you can be the left back here for the for the rest of the season." No, physically and mentally dealing with that, um, and it will be up to him. Uh, but if he doesn't do it, early doors, as Andy says Rangers can't afford to take uh, or carry any passengers I know this next season.
0: year. So absolutely, high. last chance saloon. Then as I touched on the other, it's been. <laughs> Right, positive week for Rangers and Internationals. Uh, Scott Arfield, as I said last night, two goals for Canada captain Captain Scotty. Um, quite important; these guys are just keeping their, their good end of season form running towards what is only four weeks now until the first European uh, qualifier. It
2: uh, is good. I mean, I only seen I seen Arfield's goals this morning. Uh, Two brilliant goals. I mean, I'm not sure how good <coughs> Trinidad and Tobago are right enough. Second goal was outstanding. Uh, even his layoff for the second goal, and then to get it back. Um, I must admit, for Rangers, you're <laughs> no, thinking about Rangers supporters watching it, it. It's only when you're watching Arfield in a game like that that it does kind of. At home how little rest he's going to get That's you know, a pro over the summer I mean you're watching him in these games and think pff, you know, he's no stop playing football pretty much for, for the minute he arrived at Rangers and he's clearly not going to get much rest before getting into pre-season in these European qualifiers. That would be my only he got, he got concern. A
1: repeat, he? he missed the Cormorant game because he got allowed to go on holiday. Aye, he did. I mean, what's that? I mean, he's maybe going an extra week off. In, <laughs> <total,
2: laughs> in, total, in total, you're looking at probably only get like a fortnight, two and a half weeks between, between Stolten and then, and then starting up again. I so remember so. Niall McGinn
0: a couple of years ago went two years solid because Northern Ireland got to Euro 2016. Of course, uh, he came
1: from the Euros and went straight on the i uh, the
2: Europa uh, club, don't you aye. Aye, too, so so that, that would be my only concern, no, a f- f- fans' point of view. You, you of course you want your players to be doing well on the international scene, but no, get into a huge season for Rangers, uh Arfield's not gonna get much yeah, get much of a break. Uh Jordan Jones I seen the highlights in the Northern Ireland game and me talk about having an impact for the bench. He did brilliantly. Um especially for a guy that's not played a lot for Kilmarnock in the last the last few months, um for, for various reasons. But brilliant impact coming on, uh, no Gave the right back. a kind of tortuous time for that last last twenty minutes or whatever it was, um, when Northern Ireland get back into the game, so that will be positive for Gerard and you no know, for Jordan Jones himself. He'll know that Gerard have watched that. People at Rangers have watched it, so you no, know, he's trying to impress even now before he's even before he's even hooked up with the with the Ranger squad and the, and the manager. So um, again, from the club's point of view, that's that's good to see. And Kamara, by all accounts. I didn't see any Finland's game but everything I'm reading uh, was that he strolled, strolled through that game as he's as he strolled through most of the Rangers games he's played in, and it was a great, great result that's been great been result for them as well.
0: Ah uh, absolutely best pound for pound signing you could possibly argue that Gerrard's made to date. It just seems as well having this number of
1: players back playing international football is a wee bit have a return to the normality yeah. we call it that way it's, it's what Rangers fans would expect of, of their squad to have guys of international calibre you know getting call-ups regularly I mean yeah I know if he's talking about the, the, the Scotland situation I think McGregor had he not retired well, obviously he'd probably still be number one but beyond that I mean it's probably only Ryan Jack that's playing regularly enough in a Rangers team that's Scottish to be involved and he's just unfortunate I suppose he's playing in the most competitive area of exactly pitch, the pitch, but the it, one generally area. speaking it's, you know, you're now getting what five, six guys that are in international squads uh, every couple of months, so that I mean, that's just another sort of, if you're talking about the rehabilitation of the club, that's another sort of step towards where the Rangers fans would want their club to be. Yep.
0: Right, Charts, so we're deep into the last ten minutes of the podcast here, but it seems like the season's almost about to start, so it's, it's all kicking off, isn't it? Today we've got the start of the transfer window, officially. Um, next Monday to start a pre-season training for Rangers it'll be quickly followed by the, the draw for the first qualifying round of the Europa League and then they're away to Portugal and I believe Scott, are you sneaking on the plane with them? That-
2: I am oh, I I you, l- eh? luckily enough no hiding money. Uh, I know <laughs> even the journalists don't get a break now Fraser it's quick when, when, you, hit, when, you, <laughs> when <laughs> you think the, the last game of the season effectively will be no, Belgium, Scotland on the eleventh of June, uh, and Rangers are back for pre-season on the seventeenth. So, no, six days basically between the last game of the season and players coming back. That's how that's how short that now. Um, but listen, we're not complaining. It's keeping us on, keeping us on a job, then <laughs> podcasts and stuff. So
0: <laughs> let's finish with <my> <laughs> a what do you make of Gerard's pre-season itself so far? It's looking like, what is it, nine days, ten days in Portugal? I think Potentially a little
2: bounce game over there. I don't, uh, well, there's no games planned yet for Portugal at the moment. I think it's just uh it's looking like a kind of eight, nine days uh, kind of intense training. Obviously, they'll come back Monday to Murray Park. You know what it's like. It'll be testing and, you no, know, or diagnostics Bleed and tests. All, all that kind of stuff uh, in the first few days. <laughs> That brings back memories. Oh, go on. Well, what stage did he uh, get this? Oh, no, I was good at it back in I the day. I was a bit, I was a bit six stone ago. <laughs> I think. Uh, so, no, they'll come back. They'll do all that kind of stuff before flying to school Going, that's obviously when they'll do the majority of their, the majority of their work before coming back, getting into the friendlies. And before you know it, as you say, it will be Europa League qualifiers again. Well,
0: um, either you guys go to Spain with them last year. No, nah, it was Gavin that was Gavin, there, wasn't it? I
2: mean.
1: For everything you heard, though, they they did a lot of fitness work out there yeah. last year. I mean, it was really intense, as Scott says, and and it sort of gave them a sort of you know a layer of fitness, uh, a base of fitness. That sorry, that, that you the, need here. That, Basically survived them, um, dealt them all the way through to to Go, it to got the, them through that Europa oh, yeah, qualifiers, didn't it? So all the way through to when they went to Tenerife in the in the January. So uh, the guys, there, you can expect that they're going to be put through their paces quite quite rigor rigorously. Yeah. So um, I don't, you know, you're talking about they're going to play bounce games. I don't know. I think it will just be you know double maybe triple sessions and all that sort of stuff. And you know, and then when they come back that's when you'll probably look to start putting on some you know, layers into how they're going to play again, if they're going to change the style, getting you guys integrated into the team, that'll be the, the sort of way that they'll, they'll the, look to do things. The good
2: thing for Gerrard's point of view is, this year, Gary McAllister touched on it a couple of weeks ago at the press conference, it'll be totally different for the, the staff and, and the manager on that this year, because last year, no, they were new to the whole thing as well, they, were, they brought a raft of new players in, No, they were obviously new to the club, it was an entire backroom team pretty much that came in. Everything was new, everything was integrating them into the club, setting everything up the way they wanted to go. It was all new, there was a lot of organisation to do. None of that is there this year, it should be far more seamless. Mm -hmm. Um, No, the squad won't change too much, granted a few guys will, will have left, a couple of new ones coming in, but... It should be a lot more straightforward for Gerard, and that has to give them an advantage. surely. I know they did really well at the start of last season, the European thing that gave them a lot of momentum. But getting into the season as a whole, you would think Stephen Gerrard, the staff, and the squad will be far better prepared this year than they were than they were a year ago. And I think long term terms of, you no, know, going challenging for titles and that, which which I know is a long a long way away at the moment, but that. That start and, and having that advantage at the start of the season has got, got to be beneficial for them in that regard.
0: Aye. They come back to Portugal and then there are, as they announced last Wednesday, three Sunday servings of friendlies throughout July. I think first at home to Oxford, which is the Sunday before the first qualifying tie, and then the following Sunday it's Marseille at home qualifying tie, and then Blackburn at home. So you can sort of see how he's staging the type of games. Maybe Oxford one where it is working on pressing at home, eh, getting the attackers working. Marseille, a big glamour tie, hopefully Phil Ibrox and eh, certainly be a test if, if they bring their A-team over. And then Blackburn to finish off with probably just a right good Scottish Premiership type.
2: Yeah, diff- different fixture. styles. Uh, different right. styles. I think mate. that's so, what you last trying to do there. Similar last year, I think, burry, I think they started off with Burry. 6-0 win, was they it? They wanted a no, a relatively well they wanted a team that was going to sit in like the first couple of games, no doubt they're going to have in the Europa League against a kinda of, a minnow, if you like, you're going to probably sit and defend deep. You hope that Oxford, no, give them that kinda of test. You step it up, you play Marseille, kinda of top quality European side. Cause obviously, around about that time, the qualifiers you'll be up against better opposition, so again, that kind of gears them up for that. And as you say, getting Blackburn, you no, know, a good English championship side, uh, you no, know, who play good football under uh, Tony Mowbray, you no, know, he'll look at that as their kind of preparation for going into the, the premiership season. I think that's. Pretty much what it'll be like. It pretty
1: similar last year. As much yeah. they didn't have. I only had the two friendlies at home. We're if I'm right, Wigan. but it was Wigan was the, the second one again. Yeah. It's that sort of similar championship level, you know, British style. Um, gear you up for the, the sort of start of the league season, yep. you know, as well. And it looks, I suppose, it just looks like they're using the, the couple of early rounds of the Europa League as as part of the, the pre-season Basically, I, mean, I think that's what Gerard. I'm pretty sure he said something similar last year. He was using the, these early games as just sort of. You know, as much as there's a lot riding on them, um, I suppose again next year, the, uh, the bread and butter still the big important thing, the priority next year is, is a league. So if they, if they went to make the Europa League, uh, I don't know if they would be totally devastated with don't that. last I mean, week, didn't we? Yeah. Aye, it's Just, certainly a it, second
0: priority anyway. Yeah,
1: and, and, given special was at stake this year.
0: Absolutely Guys I think that's Time up Thanks very much Um, That's all for us Thanks very much To Scott and Andy For coming on If you you want to Continue the debate You can find us On Twitter At record underscore sport And on Facebook as well We'll be back next week To talk all things Rangers So don't forget To subscribe on Acast and iTunes To get the pod As soon as it's available And you can rate us On there as well Thanks for listening